This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor here at Radio Missions, where the Voice of Truth broadcast goes out on a regular basis, every Sunday on about 100 radio stations, and then the, our regular Sunday services, the same thing. And then we have the Trailblazer on over 100 radio stations. I wish you'd write and get our radio log or subscribe to our magazine. It has a log in it, all of our radio stations, and our website, Radio Missions. Dot .org you can look it up and go online and order our magazine and we have a catalog for the radio bible and bookstore there and we have a title list of over 400 titles of messages that are in print and also on CDs by our late pastor LR Shelton just better than a seminary education my friend it's a message on every topic that you can think of but this is the old trailblazer pastor Pendarvis I'm happy to be with you folks I just failed to tell you many times how much I appreciate your helping with the broadcast. And many of you now are like me, getting up in age and on a little small pension and send me a few dollars every month. I appreciate those things, my friend. Some are, some are like the widow. You know, the widow throwed in her little change, and the, and the Lord said she sent in more than anybody else because she threw in everything she had. They call it the widow's might. Well, my friend, we have folks doing that. We used to have a lady that sent some stamp or two here every month. Back when stamps was three or four cents apiece, you'd send three or four stamps. But my friend, has the Lord ever given you a spirit of giving? You know, the scripture said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Now, it's blessed to receive. Oh, I know, I know. I I praise the Lord when folks, uh, I go somewhere to one of the mission places and hold a meeting or something, and folks give me $20, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Buy a tank of gas. Used to, it won't no more. But I, I'm I'm just saying, you know, God's people are a great people. If you know the Lord, the Lord has given you a generous spirit, and I I, I love a generous spirit. We used to have a, a lady that she's dead now and gone on to be with the Lord. She told me one time. She said, Pastor, I know I'm saved because I'm a cheerful giver, and the scriptures say He loves a cheerful giver, and He does. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. And I praise the Lord for it. But I want to get back to our study just a little bit before we run out of time. We're coming down to the close of this series on the home and the family and the children. We looked at there how that the Lord gave Eve to Adam as his helpmeet, as a helper. He said it's not good that man should live alone. I believe that men, most men now want to get married and have a wife and a family. And it's good. It's great. The Lord put his stamp of approval on marriage, my friend. And then we have children in our home. How is your home, my friend? Are you are you are you making your children obey? I used to say mind you. That's what we we had to make made us make mind. You children better mind now. My dad was a strict disciplinarian, but he was a gentle soul. Never had to beat us or none of that stuff. We just knew we just knew we had to mind. And I asked you, how's your home? Let me just ask you this. It's a, such a, a peculiar thing today. Are you allowing your children, your boys or girls? adolescents to go in their room and shut the door and get on a uh, computer and look at all that pornographic trash and all of those things my friend it'll lead them it'll lead them down that down that wrong road don't do that make them come in the living room and put their computer in the living room where you can all see what's going on in there i know they need their privacy and i know those things but don't let them look at that pornography and order it over the line and all those things because it leads down that Narrow road to hell. That's where it leads to, my friend. So I asked you this time, how's your home? Do you have a, a family altar? Do you have a, any sort of worship in your home at all? 
I know folks have gotten old, children gone now, but do you still have Bible reading, you and your mama, you and your wife, there at the kitchen table, do you? Oh, my friend, and then if you've got children, even, even if you've never done it before, make up your mind. Call them in there and, at night and read a passage or two of scriptures to them and pray with them. Have, has your children ever seen you pray? Oh, my friend, I never saw my mom and daddy pray. I never did. I missed all that. We we didn't we just didn't have a spiritual home at all. And I know the Lord allowed that thing. I know it. And he allows it maybe in your home. But I'm just asking you how how blessed you would be if you had a spiritual time, just a few minutes, not a long. Don't preach to them. Don't don't know. I've known people that do that, but don't do that. Just call them together, two or three children, everywhere they are. They love that. We have Bible stories here in the bookstore. Book we have all books for the children, all good sound reading material. If you get our catalog, you can see what we have. And then read those passages to them, little sh- short stories. Mother, do that at night with your children. You may not have a husband. You can do that with your children. Let them climb up in the bed by you and sit there and read for about 10, 12 minutes. And then pray with them. Pray with them. Are you doing that? If not, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Before long, they'll be calling you from the juvenile facilities. Come get Johnny. Come get sister. Come get them. Because, my friend, if the Lord doesn't influence them through your efforts, I know what's going to happen to them. Here in our local area, the juvenile halls are run over with incorrigible teenagers. Not grown people, but teenagers. Now they slip around and get started on drugs and smoking a little bit, and now marijuana is so easily obtained. But, my friend, it all starts at your home. You've got to teach them what the bad effects of those things are. It, it'll, it'll ruin your life, it'll ruin, and, it, and it will cost you their soul. Their soul is the most precious thing that they have. And that beginning there, a little here and a little there and a little levity here and a little levity there, and you allow them to do this and allow them to do that, I know when my I have three grown children, and when they were in school, my son played football. I went with them all the time when they played. My daughter played basketball. I went with them when they played. I took them to places away from home, come home at nine, 11 o'clock at night. I usually carried two or three other little girls with me. We'd have to take them home. Their parents wouldn't be at the gym. My friend, don't do that. Don't allow your children to roam the streets at night. And, uh, and, and that's where they're... Why, Pastor? Why, Trailblazer? Because Satan, Satan is a prince in power of this air. He's a god of this world, my friend. And he hates the gospel. He hates the Trailblazer. He hates the Lord. And he wants to conquer your children. They're his pride and joy to pull him into this dope deal and all of those things. Do you, do you ever read the, the, the paper, my friend, or how they how many are arrested for drugs and all of those things? And you say, well, my children don't do that. Are you sure? Are you sure? I read so many heartbreaking stories in the paper and in the uh, police uh, column where they arrest folks. Oh, my friend, the age, 9, 11, 12, 13 years old. And I'm not even talking about the uh, adultery and the shacking up and 13-year-olds having illegitimate babies and all. That's terrible, my friend. I see those things. I know in New Orleans, before we left there, we had the storehouse for the needy, 
and we fed the hungry on a couple of days a week, and we saw many, many hard cases there. And I had this one lady who came with five little children, five little stair steps. And I said, Mama, where, where is these kids, Mama? Said, in jail for crack cocaine. I said, where is their daddy? We ain't seen him. I said, who's going to raise them? I am. I'm their grandmother. She had five of them. My friend, isn't that a sad Do You want yours to be like that? Do you want someone else to raise your children? My friend, I know what I know what drugs do. I've seen it. I've seen the effects of it. I've been there and done that. Not not myself, but I've seen the effects of it. And I praise the Lord that I've never been never been addicted to none of those things. But I mean you have to start early, my friend. And don't take the attitude, well mine won't do that, but they will. They will if you don't take care of them, if you don't love them. You know the greatest thing they need is love. Love, my friend. Love. This uh, Someone has said, love them and carry a big switch. But my friend, you don't have to be a tyrant to make your children mine. You know children want to be made mine. They do. They want to be corrected. And they want to see you living in front of them. Not a false life. Don't uh, smoke and drink or you know, in front of your children. Even if you do that, don't do it in front of them. First of all, you need to get rid of those things for yourself because it'll just it'll just wreck your body. Wreck and ruin your body, my friend. Why would you put something in your mouth that's going to ruin your body and then let your children see you do those things? And then they think nothing wrong with it when mom and daddy does it. Oh, my friend, the old trailblazer's at a loss to say anything. How I could help you. Would you, would you ask the Lord for me to pray for me that I'll have a word for some folks that want to be advised, that want to be instructed, that want to know the truth? The truth is that we're sinners by birth. We're sinners by God's decree. The Lord tells us there's none righteous, no, not one. And we need, what is our need today? We need the work of the Holy Spirit. It is He who awakens. It is He who alarms. It is He who enlightens our hearts to see. If you never see your need, you'll never cry to the Lord. Someone told me the other day, not long ago, that a, that a man wake up in the morning Set up on the side of his bed, feels real good, gets a good fresh air, and he don't say anything. But you let him wake up with a hot burning fever and a cold and a sore throat and a a headache and a backache, he'll say, Mama, get me a doctor's appointment. Just so it is with your soul, my friend. When you see it in need, you'll begin to cry unto the Lord. When you see your children exposed to all of those things and quit hiding your head in the sand and take a hold, take a grip, in love, my friend, love your children, mama, love your children, mother, dad, love your children. Take interest in those boys. Stay out of the pool hall. Stay out of the bar room. And take interest in those boys coming up and their lives are being formed right now. And they see you. And from a young age, they admire you. Don't let them admire you for being a, a thug or a drunkard or, or a dope addict. Don't let them do that. Don't let them see the police come to your house and drag you down the street because you're drugs. Oh, my friend, I know I'm getting down to where we live. I know that. But, my friend, our folks, our folks' souls are at stake. Your soul is at stake. If you never come to know the Lord, you never get saved. If you never see yourself needy, you won't never get saved. If you don't take an interest in your children, they won't never get saved. My friend, they're your responsibility. Did you know that one day they'll stand there to great white judgment with you and be cast out into outer darkness because you because you fail to instruct them? And they will rail on you. Why? Why, Mama? 
Why, Daddy? And then you pastors who are not true to your congregation, who have soft-soaped a message, who are silk handkerchief preachers, the Lord's going to bring you the responsibility, and your congregation will stand there and say, Why, Pastor? Why, Pastor, you didn't tell us there was a hell to shun and a heaven to win? Why you didn't read the Scriptures positively to us instead of reading those watered-down versions take the, took the sharp edge off of the gospel? Why did you do that, preacher? You stand there, my friend. Oh, listen, one thing the Lord has given me, my friend, is a horror to see folks go out into eternity. I can't even describe eternity. I can't. I don't know what hell's going to be, but I know it'll be a separation from God. It'll be a separation from the Lord Jesus Christ. You won't walk those golden streets. Oh, now we have so much of this error going on that all you need to do is shake the preacher's hand and give your heart to Jesus. That's not salvation, my friend. Salvation is coming to see yourself as a lost, needy, undone, hell-deserving sinner in the need of a substitute. You know, Christ became our substitute. He did. He's our substitute. He's mine today. And my friend, I praise the Lord for him. And I ask you, take a hold to your families. Take a hold to your home. We're going to be back tomorrow with another broadcast, maybe the last in this series. I wish you'd pray for me. Would you do that? Remember our website, radiomissions.org. And in our Radio Missions Radio, you can find there on that site. And then write me, let me know. Do you understand or do you agree with anything I say? You may not want to say or believe a thing I'm saying, but it's the truth, my friend. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.